Hello and welcome to the Bridge City Church podcast. If you would like to get connected, you can find us on Facebook at Bridge City Church or come along to our Sunday service at 10am. We'd love to have a coffee and a chat. We hope you enjoy this week's message brought to you by Pastor Robin. See you at church. If you have your Bibles with you this morning, can you turn to the book of Joshua? Uh, And I'm going to read from chapter 1. And my message this morning is about being bold. So, let's start. I'm reading from the New King James Version. After the death of Moses, the servant of the Lord, it came to pass that the Lord spoke to Joshua, the son of Nun, Moses' assistant, saying, Moses, my servant is dead. Now therefore arise, go over this Jordan, you and all his people, to the land which I am giving to them, the children of Israel. Every place that the sole of your foot will tread upon, I have given you. As I said to Moses, from the wilderness and this Lebanon, as far as the great river, the river Euphrates, and all the land of the Hittites, and to the great sea, toward the going down of the sun, shall be your territory." No man shall be able to stand before you all the days of your life. As I was with Moses, so I will be with you. I will not leave you nor forsake you. Be strong and of good courage. For to this people you shall divide as an inheritance the land which I swore to their fathers to give them. Only be strong and very courageous that you may observe to do according to all the law which Moses my servant commanded you. Do not turn from it to the right hand or to the left, that you may prosper wherever you go. This book of the law shall not depart from your mouth, but you shall meditate in it day and night, that you may observe to do according to all that is written in it. For then you will make your way prosperous, and then you will have good success. Have I not commanded you? Repeat after me. Be strong and of good courage. (laughs) Do not be afraid. Nor be dismayed, for the Lord your God is with you wherever you go. Heavenly Father, we thank you for your word. In this house and online, I thank you, Father, that your word is truth. It's going out over the airways and in our hearts today. Father, I thank you that, Lord, as I bring this word today, Father, it will be meat for those who need meat and milk for those who need milk. And all that means is that we can take it just how we need to digest it, Lord God, in you. Father, I ask that you would make my tongue as the pen of a skillful writer to portray your truth and your life and that each person in this place and online will leave this service knowing you more, loving you more, having an application for that word in their lives as we move forward from out of this day. We commit this into your hands and I give you all the praise and all the honour and all the glory. In Jesus' mighty name. And everyone said, Amen. Moses has died. That's what it starts with, after the death of Moses. But the work had to go on. And what happened was it fell to his successor. You see, God is eternal. There's no beginning and no end in God. He is, he was, and he is to come. He goes on forever. And sometimes we know that when a servant of God dies or someone in our family that we love dies, we know that there's an unfinished legacy that we need to continue with. And 
It's the only the things that we do for God, the things of silver and the things of gold that bear an eternal consequence. So, you know, when this, when this happens and we have a loss, that death itself makes, it's a huge catalyst and it's a huge motivator for us to continue to serve God in whatever way we need to. And, um, you know, for all of us, our lives have all got different parameters and different aspects, but... One thing I know for sure is God's hand is on every single one of us and God has a purpose and a plan for every single one of us to do. And I know also the Bible says the night is coming where no man can work, so work while it's still day. And we know that we are in a bit of a twilight time at the moment with everything that's happening in the world. And I just felt God really encouraging me at 2 o'clock this morning. He got me up. Sometimes it's got to be the middle of the night because um, I get a bit busy. I don't know about you guys, but I get a little bit distracted sometimes. Just me. So two o'clock this morning, I felt the urging of the Lord to, to wake and to pray. And so I got up and I wrote this message then. Because what I had prepared, I felt that's for another day. But today we need to know the truth of God's word, to be bold, to be courageous, to be strong to not be dismayed, to not let the book of the Lord depart from our hearts and to carry on the legacy that God has put in each of our lives from the generations before us and in this house that we would be the light and the life and the hope of Jesus to this community through us first, to love each other, to love the, the family that we have, to love our community, to love the lost and that's why Jesus came to die for the community, for each and every single person in this world. I was at a state meeting the week before last and the person who was speaking there was Pastor Ashley Evans actually. He just came in from America from out of two weeks quarantine and he talked about the fact that Christ died for every single person in the world but he died for the church. He died that the church would rise up and that the purpose of the church would be fulfilled and it really struck a chord with me because, you know, no matter what we walk through in our lives, the messenger can change, but the message never does. Jesus Christ came into the world to save sinners, of whom, as Paul said, I was the greatest. And he wants to do a work in and through every single one of us. In the light of what's happening in the world, we need to be bold, we need to be courageous, we need to take hold of God's purpose for our life and his plan for us. So Joshua in this passage of scripture is, has got to rise up and finish what Moses, his servant, had begun. So the next generation is rising into the purpose they were born for. Jesus Christ, our Yeshua or Joshua, does that for us which could never have been done in the Old Testament. There's a thread of blood that goes through the whole Bible. It starts in the book of Genesis and finishes in the book of Revelation. And that thread of red is the Christ, Christ's blood that he came and died for us and made a way that we would know that we can live with life and we can live with hope and we can live with purpose, not because of us, but because of him, that he came for us. Did anybody see Ben-Hur on TV yesterday? Wasn't it most marvellous thing? There's a scene at the end where Christ is on the cross and his blood is running and meshing with the water and, and flowing. And as it flows, it touches the sick women and they're healed. 
And it just spoke to me so much about as it was then, it is now and it will be. The blood of Jesus prevails for us. His healing is available for us. His life has been given for us that we might know him and know him more and love him more and serve him more. And if we have that revelation of how incredible Jesus is, why would we keep it to ourselves? Why would we lock it away inside? But sometimes it means that we've got to be bold and we've got to be courageous and we've got to step out of our comfort zone. So the life of Moses made a way for Joshua and prepared the people for what was to be done by him. So as he stepped out in faith, he continued what Moses had begun. Some of us in our families have got generations of Christ. I had um, a great great uncle who was a missionary who went to Wisconsin back in the 1800s and died at the age of 27 from yellow fever I think it was and when I came to faith in Jesus I found a family bible that my mother had my mother and father never followed Jesus in their walk in their lives until the end of their days where they I led my dad to the Lord and um, he, he made a confession of faith in Jesus. And then two years God gave him to build on that confession of faith before he took him home. And my mum, she came to faith in Jesus as well. But this family Bible, I found it when I came to faith in God. And inside it was this um, nib and ink written letter in yellow parchment from this uncle who wrote to his family in England. And my family came from the north of England and they were miners, coal miners, um, in a place called County Durham. And in County Durham, this this dear great uncle was writing back to his sister saying, I I remember the fireside kindled remembrance of my father mending his pit boots and talking about Ephesians 6 and the whole armour of God. And in this old English writing, he said, And I didn't our hearts burn with remembrance of what Christ had done for us in this time. Just the most beautiful, beautiful writing. And yet it reminded me that generations before I ever received Jesus as Saviour, he had already been at work in our generations. And I'm sure if you look back in your life, you will see that not perhaps the last generation, but other generations of people have been praying for you. Loved ones have prayed for you. Loved ones have lifted you up and brought you into the kingdom for such a time as this. Our scripture says, Every place that the sole of your foot will tread upon, I have given you, as I said to Moses, from the wilderness and this Lebanon, as far as the great river, the river Euphrates, and all the land of the Hittites and to the great sea toward the going down of the sun shall be your territory. No man shall be able to stand before you all the days of your life as I was with Moses, so I will be with you. I will not leave you nor forsake you. He promises that every place our foot stands, he will give us. And it's conditional because if we're standing in a place where God doesn't want us to stand, he's not going to give us that ground. It's conditional on us being obedient. It's conditional on us being within the will of God and in his timing. 
It's walking and waiting on the promises of God that he's spoken into our lives. And then it's conditional on us obeying him. Because he may have spoken something into your life and said you are going to do X, Y, Z. But first, the other letters of the alphabet need to come. And if you've just bypassed all of the other things and not allowed God to work in your life through those things, then your X, Y, Z is going to look different to what God wanted it to. So whatever he's asking of you and whatever stage of life you're in and whatever you're going through now, what is God's promise to you? What is his plan for you? It's also walking in the victory knowing that as Rachel sang so beautifully, hallelujah, he has won the victory. That we are winners, that we are more than conquerors, that we triumph in him. Even though the world around us might not, might not be looking so joyful and wonderful at this point in time, we know we have victory in Christ. We know he's a good God. We know that he died for us. We know that the steps of a good man and woman are ordered by him. And when we walk in those steps, just as we spoke about a couple of weeks ago when I talked about stepping onto the water, it doesn't, it doesn't mean that stepping out in faith in Christ means that you're going to have a trouble-free walk. The waves can still come against you, but it means that you're moving closer and closer to Jesus as he's calling you, as he's bidding you come. That as we step out of our circumstances and walk through the midst of the trials that we're going through, that God has a plan through it all. We keep our eyes on Jesus. We fix our eyes on him, the author, the finisher of our faith. Holding fast to the promises of God, being in his word, listening to the sound of his voice in prayer and through worship. You know, through the worship this morning, I think I heard the voice of the Lord more clearly than I have in a very long time. Sometimes we've got to get out of our comfort zone and sometimes we've got to think outside the square and be creative in how we relate to God and the things that we need to do. In worshipping him. Being like the man of Issachar and knowing and discerning the times that we are living in. Not presuming and taking hold of the promises of God that are not ours, that he hasn't promised us. But the things that he's requiring of us now. The things he wants us to do now. The things he wants us to pick up. The things he wants us to put down I had a discussion on Wednesday with a lady that I was ministering with about the natural value of pruning when you're a fruit grower, when you're a vine grower, vine dresser, that in a winter of our life, there are things that we need to prune off so that the fruit will set well in our vine. And when the summer comes, that fruit that's set is going to be full and round and full of incredible fruitfulness. Because if we don't prune the things off that we need to, when the summer comes, our fruit's going to look a bit ragged. And as I spoke to this person, I said, it's time to prune. It is time to prune. We've got to know the season we're in. We've got to know what we need to lay down and what we need to pick up. Because seasons change. Whatever you're facing, you can claim the promise of his word that he has a plan through what you're going through. And his plan is perfect. We live in an imperfect world with imperfect people, but we serve and love a perfect God. And his saviour, Jesus Christ, his son, the most perfect lamb of God without spot and without blemish. 
He never leaves us. He never forsakes us. We are never alone when we have him. Be strong and of good courage, it says in verse 6. And then verse 7, it says only, Be strong and very courageous, that you may observe to do according to all the law which Moses, my servant, commanded you. Do not turn from it to the right hand or the left, that you may prosper wherever you go. God wants you to prosper. As you're in his word, as you're seeking him and you're deeper and deeper in relationship with him, he will speak to you through his word. He will show you the things that you need to do. He'll show you the things that you need to not do. This book of the law shall not depart from your mouth, but you shall meditate in it day and night, that you may observe to do according to all that is written in it. For then you will make, you will make your way prosperous when you give God the first position in your life, the sole position in your life. When you let God have all of your heart, he'll make your way prosperous. And you'll have good success. And then he says, have I not commanded you? Be strong. Be courageous. You see, there's a challenge. We need to be strong. We need to know our God and we need to be known by him in these days. The book of Daniel says, those who know their God will do great exploits. I want to be someone who on my headstone says, she knew God, she did great exploits. Great exploits. Isn't that incredible? When you think about that, the mighty men of David, those that were desperate, those who were in debt, those who were discouraged, came to David and said, we want to serve under you. We want to do what you want us to do. We want to serve. And David took hold of that that band of men that had been cast away by the world, that had been cast aside because they were desperate and in debt and discouraged, and they became known as the mighty men of David. Whatever you are in your life, whatever your life has been, you can be as a mighty man or woman of God and do great exploits for him. But it's a condition of your heart that he looks at. He says, don't let this book of the law depart from you. Meditate on it day and night. Read your Bibles. Listen to him. Hear his word. You don't have to hear it from a preacher to know that God's speaking to you. You don't have to be in a holy, holy place. God can speak to you anywhere. What it's conditional on is the, is the desire of your heart and your availability to hear him. The Bible says you'll hear a voice behind you saying, this is the way. Walk ye in it. I want to hear his voice every step of every day that I live. I want to not just hear his voice, but I want to be obedient to his voice. I want to listen to him without fear and without compromise. I want to be strong. And I know this is the cry of your heart as well, to be strong and to be courageous and to go out and do what he asks of you. Because in the world that we're living in today, with the things that are happening in our world and around We need to be the speaker of life and the speaker of truth and the ones who are going to encourage our friends and family and our community. We need to be pointing to Jesus in everything we do. We need to be bold in our speech. We need to be bold in our thoughts. Lord, give me the mind of Christ for my situation. I don't want to be boxed in by finite thinking. I don't want to be boxed in by the circumstances I see. I want to look to you. Download to me the things you want me to know and the things that you want me to do. I do not want to be limited by anything in the natural. I want to be a person that is a person of the Spirit and I know that's the cry of your heart as well. Yeah? 
Yeah. To do all God commands you to do, that you may prosper. Do not let it depart from your mouth. Our speech, Colossians 4, 6. Let your speech always be with grace, seasoned with salt, that you may know how you ought to answer each one. Always speaking God's truth. Psalm 19, verse 14. Let the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be acceptable in your sight, O Lord, my strength and my redeemer. You know what? I was challenged with this. Because sometimes I think I have bad thoughts. Someone cut me off the other day and I said, you cow. (laughs) Terrible, terrible. (laughs) Oh, Lord bless them. Sorry, sorry. (laughs) Do you know when you're kids and you say stuff you shouldn't, you don't want to let your parents hear the bad things that you say and so you talk quietly? Well, guess what? God hears us no matter how quietly we talk, no matter how we think of those things. God wants us to meditate on his word. Let the words of our mouth, the meditation of our hearts be acceptable in his sight. Let us be speakers of his word and his life. Let us encourage each other. It's okay to get angry. It's okay to get upset. But it's what you do with it, how you filter it through the God system in your heart. Whatever comes against you, what are you going to do with it? I always heard my mum say, if you squeeze lemons, you get lemonade. If you squeeze oranges, you get orange juice. And the, the moral of that story is whatever's in is going to come out under pressure. And I know in the days that we're living in that we're all under pressure. We're all under pressure. Our brothers away from their families, we pray for you daily, brothers. God bless you. God bless your family. May God strengthen you to do all you need to do in this time. We pray for those that are sick. We pray for those who are in need, who've lost jobs. We pray for all of those and yet there is a practical sense to that too where we can do more than pray. We need to respond to what God wants us to take, to do the food parcels, to do the blankets, to do... This week I got called out to go to a man who needed help and there is so much need and we're God's feet. We're his hands. Let our speech be seasoned with grace. Let's not be negative nellies. Let's speak God's truth with grace and with love. And if you're not the answer for someone, somebody else will be. So if you can't do it, pray that someone will. And do not be conformed. But be transformed by the renewing of our minds that we can prove what is the good and acceptable and perfect will of God. You see, as we meditate on that word, we wash our mind with, with his word. Ephesians 5.26 says he might sanctify and cleanse us with the washing of water by the word. It's the word of God that will wash us and cleanse us. And to have a God focus on what's happening in the world. We've got to ask for his discernment. He says, Have I not commanded you, be strong and of good courage. Do not be afraid nor be dismayed, for the Lord your God is with you wherever you go. You see, Joshua was humble in his own eyes. And when he was handed on that baton, the legacy from Moses, I'm sure he must have been so fearful. A young man setting out to complete what the great man of God, Moses, had been doing. And so often we feel inadequate as well and feel like we can't continue. 
Sometimes we get tired. God says, be strong. Sometimes we're fearful and God says, be of good courage. Don't be dismayed because God is with you and God is for you. And if God is for you, who can be against you? See, God's commanded that the work will be done and therefore it shall be done. No matter how difficult things are, no matter how scary it is or how discouraged we are, or people say bad things about us or criticise us, you know what, at the end of the day, you are loved. We are loved. God loves us. And we may not be everyone's cup of tea, but that's okay. We are so loved that Christ died for us. Imperfect. Works in progress. Amen. Have I not commanded you? And this is the bottom line. Has he not commanded us? What has he asked of you? He said, be bold, be courageous, do not be afraid. And our example is Jesus He wasn't afraid. He wasn't dismayed. He set his face like flint. He came into Jerusalem. He went down that Palm Sunday path. And he knew what he was about to face. And he knew he would do it for the joy that was set before him. And that's you and me and the whole world out there. Those who know him and the not yet believers. You see, I don't see people as believers or non-believers. I see them as believers and not yet believers. That's how I choose to look at the world. That we are seated with Christ in heavenly places. That he's up there making intercession for us. That he's cheering us on. That he's declaring his word over us. That he's covering us and protecting us. He sent his Holy Spirit to us to speak to us, to strengthen us, to indwell us, to empower us to do what he's called us to do. No matter what we're facing, God is with us. He doesn't ever leave us. He is amazing. And do you know, in the circumstances, Jesus is there. He's praying. God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit, the Holy Trinity. And they're saying, watch this one. Watch this one, what they do. Have a look at them. Look how they go. Look how they lift us. Look how they praise us. Look how they serve us. And I want us to be a church that serves Jesus 100% to reach the the lost, to reach those that are lacking hope, to be encouraging and to, to reach the not yet believers with the hope of Jesus, to build community in our in our church and extend it into our community of Murray Bridge, this great rural city of Murray Bridge that needs Jesus so much. That's what it's about. It's bringing Christ into every part of our life, every part of our world. It's interesting when I talked to the politician's office on Friday, they said, oh, um, we just want to let you know how your member of parliament voted for euthanasia and, and voted against abortion. And, and I said, that's wonderful. I'm so glad he took a godly stand. And I said, you please tell him that we are praying for him because he needs the strength of God.
And then this man said to me, if you ask him, he'll come. And I said, I'll ask him. (laughs) You see, it's speaking Christ into every situation. Even when you ring a politician's office to make a complaint and find out where you stand, you do it with a good heart. You do it with an open heart. You do it considering the feelings of other people. But you also do it without compromise saying, this is not okay. What can we do? You see, we're God's answer to our world. Amen. And I'm going to finish there because I feel like God's word is doing what it's been sent to do this morning. And I just want to encourage you all, no matter what you're going through, no matter what you're facing, God is bigger. This has not taken God by surprise. Your situation has not taken God by surprise. God is bigger. God is greater. God is stronger. God is able. Keep your eyes on Jesus. Be bold. Be courageous. Don't be dismayed. He will not leave us. He will not forsake us. And has he not commanded us to take the land for him? Amen. Heavenly Father, we thank you in this house, Lord God, for your word. I thank you for these precious people here, Lord God. I thank you for your hand of grace upon every single one. I thank you, Father God, that the steps of a good man and woman are ordered by you. And though we falter, Lord God, you don't let us fall. You keep us walking on that straight, narrow path, Father God. And I pray in the times that we're living in, you give us a great spirit of discernment that we would hear the news, that we would see what's happening and then we would filter it through you and say, Lord, what do you want me to see through this? What do you want me to know through this? What is the truth and what is not truth? And Lord, what would you have me do? That I would be bold, that each one of us would be bold, we would be courageous, that we would stand upon your word, that we would meditate on it day and night, that we, Lord God, would look to you for the answers that we, we need in this world. Father God, I pray you encourage my brothers and sisters today, that you would strengthen them with all might by the power of your spirit, that you, Lord God, would show them the great inheritance that you have for them as children of the Most High God, that you, Father God, would encourage them through your word today, Lord, that they would know how much they are loved, and Lord God, that you died for them, Lord Jesus, that you shed your blood for each one of us, that we might know life and have that eternal life with you. For anyone today that does not know Jesus as Saviour and Lord, I pray. And pray this after me, people. Heavenly Father, I come to you now. I give my life to you now. I ask you to take control of my life. Everything I am, everything I was, and everything I will be, I dedicate to you now. I ask you, forgive my sins, wash me, cleanse me, set me upon a path that is right, fill me with your spirit. I want to serve you with boldness and courage all the days of my life. Thank you that you never leave me or forsake me. I give you praise. In Jesus' name, amen.
Father God, I thank you for those that have prayed that for the first time today. I pray, Lord God, you would just minister to them by the power of your spirit. Lord God, that as they get in touch with us, Father, we can resource them with the word. And Lord God, things that are going to help them on their way. Father God, I pray for everyone in this congregation today, Lord God, that you would strengthen them with all might by the power of your spirit. And Father God, encourage them this day. As we love you, we love each other, and we love our world. In Jesus' mighty name. And everyone said, Amen. Thanks for listening to this week's message. If you enjoyed today's podcast, make sure you subscribe to stay up to date with all our latest sermons. If you would like to get connected, you can find us on Facebook at Bridge City Church. Or come along to our Sunday service at 10am. 